Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome back to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Jelliff Russell, and this is episode number 57. Now, I know I promised in the last episode that this would be an interview with Susie Sung, but I had to shake up my schedule a little, and today's interview will actually be with CEO and coach McKenna Sage. But before we get to the interview, let's jump into a quick personal update. All right. In the last two weeks, I've been mostly writing the first draft of Blissful Sin, which is the second book in the Courtney Bliss Romance Trilogy. It's been really fun to write, but I'm a little behind where I would like to be because I kind of keep getting sidetracked by another book of scary kids' short stories. And I would love to have that kids' short stories sort of ready by Halloween, so that's kind of been a bit of a push to do that and Blissful Sin. And also on the writing front, I kind of after much thought, I decided to actually pull Blissful Awakening, so book one in the Courtney Bliss romance, from being a wide book and only offer the ebook and Amazon's Kindle Unlimited Select program. So I'm definitely an advocate for being a wide author, which just means having my books on as many platforms as possible to reach as many, you know, readers or e-readers as possible. But I feel like the best way to get started with a new contemporary romance pen name is to use Kindle Unlimited as a jumping off point. Eventually, once the trilogy is done, I'll make it wide and also I'll make the first book in the series permanently free um, as a reader magnet. That's the long-term strategy anyways. So when I'm not writing, I have also been rushing out to the garden to tame the tomato plants. So we really haven't put out our farm stand this year, and we've just kind of been selling tomatoes, cucumbers, and like bag lettuce to to neighbors. So we still have a ton of veggies left over, and I kind of need to figure out like what to do with them. So I've actually had to sort of snip the tops off of our tomatoes this year to cut back on their growth so that they can focus their energy into the fruits that are already on the vine. And that way they actually ripen before fall in our first frost. So we'll see since last year we actually got an early frost and I had to harvest all of the green tomatoes before they froze. By the way, fun farmer tip, um, if you are ever in that situation and need to ripen a bunch of tomatoes, you can actually put them in a paper bag, add an overripe apple, and then close the bag. The gases that the apple gives off as it continues to ripen actually ripens the tomatoes more quickly. It's actually really cool and it has really helped me to keep a ton of tomatoes from just going to waste because of early frosts while they were still green. So awesome trick. So because that we have so many tomatoes this year, I'm actually experimenting with some new canning ideas. So I've done like relish and spicy sun gold salsa, neither of which I've ever made before. And next up is another salsa with cherry tomatoes. And I think I'll also eventually use the dehydrator to dry some of the cherry and sun gold tomatoes since my husband really likes them that way too. So my goal this year is to can, freeze, and or dehydrate as much as I can from our garden, but it is tough to like find the time for all of that in between the podcast, my part-time job, writing, and career coaching. Maybe I need to start taking my own advice and kill my darlings so that I'm not spreading myself so thin. All right, that is my update for this week. Super exciting. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into the interview with McKenna Sage. Today, I'm speaking with CEO, coach, and transformational speaker, McKenna Sage, about her journey of going from running a successful but unfulfilling online marketing company to co-founding a fun, multiple six-figure coaching business. Welcome to the show, McKenna. 
Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm super stoked to talk to you and I can't wait to really jump into your coaching, but let's learn a little bit more about you first. Can you actually tell me what drew you to online marketing kind of initially? Yeah, so it actually came through a couple of different avenues. So my mom has been coaching for 35 years. She was one of the early pioneers in the industry, but there was no online marketing back then, right? So everything right. was live trainings and, um, you know, done over the phone or fax machine or whatever <laughs> right. it might have been, right? So um, when online marketing started to really become more of a thing. I was about 17. I remember when it was really starting to grow and I'm 33 now, so 16 years ago. And, um, my mom was, you know, always kind of a saw trends and an early pioneer in different kinds of things. She knew she needed to be online, but she, you know, she wasn't wanting to figure out all the techie things. And she also really wanted support and bringing her work into the written word more. Mm. She's a speaker more than a writer. Mm -hmm. And so I loved to write. I know you're a writer as well. Mm -hmm. And um, so she said, why don't you help me with like, you know, my copy and like, so I started helping her with like early websites and kind of some branding type stuff. So that was really kind of the genesis. And then I went studied online marketing. I thought I was going to go the corporate route, you know, very different than, than my mom's work. And um, I spent four years in university, graduated, you know, top of my class and just realized, man, like I went on one job interview, I was sitting under the fluorescent lights and I just remember going, mm, I don't think this is it. You know, yeah, like yeah. I remember having a life of more freedom and, <laughs> and, you know, being able to live on our terms. And so um, I kind of didn't know what I was going to do, but I had $60,000 in student loans and I thought, well, what am I good at? Mm -hmm. that people need. And I thought, well, people seem to need this online marketing stuff. Yeah. And so that's really how I started my first business, like with no clear plan. I started out charging, I think, $15 an hour. And then I grew to six figures that first business in 18 months. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So you were really good at it. <laughs> I was, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I had a knack for it. And I still, you know, I still utilize a lot of um, that in my work, you know, and working with people and really helping them clarify their message and their their unique gifts and and mm. so um, though I brought in a different element and wanted to do that I still am really grateful for those years yeah and so now at what point did you realize that you didn't really want to be in the online marketing industry anymore yeah so I spent six years um, basically helping other people build their businesses and I was really lucky to work with some incredible I specialized in coaches and speakers and authors. And I worked with New York Times bestselling authors and just, you know, multiple six to seven figure businesses. Um, and so it was really an incredible, like I said, learning experience. And I felt like it was connected to something purpose-driven because I was helping other purpose-driven entrepreneurs grow their businesses. So indirectly, I was like making an impact. Um, but I started to kind of get this nagging whisper, I would say about three years in, that was like, you know you're meant to be doing something more than this. You're not just supposed to be sitting here behind the scenes, helping other people grow their businesses. I always loved coaching. I was always sitting in my mom's seminar rooms from a young age, like fascinated by what she was doing mm -hmm. and just fascinated by transformation. People, you know, changing their lives and getting more into alignment with what's right for them. And so I think a part of me knew that's what I wanted to do. But I have a lot of fears and a lot of self-doubt. And people say, well, you're mom was an amazing coach and you grew up in this, why would you have fear and self-doubt? And I say, well, 
I had a master coach for a mom. Like, I think I was like, I'm never going to be that good. Right. <laughs> so, and, and I just was worried. I had like a lot of people I talked to have this kind of story that I used to have, which was, I don't know if I can make great money doing what I love. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I can mm-hmm. make great money doing right. these things I'm good at, but mm-hmm. can I do it in the thing that's like really closest to my heart and soul? And so that was really scary. And I won't go through the whole long story, but I tried and failed to start a coaching business about a year before I did it successfully. Mm. And that was really embarrassing. Um, and I, I'm, yeah, amazed that I went and tried again, but it was really through the support and the mentorship of my mom that I ultimately was able to make the leap. Mm. But what really made me realize that I had to make the leap was I started having anxiety and actually full-blown panic attacks, oh, okay. um, health issues. Like my my body was saying, "Hey, listen up," and there was nothing physically wrong. And I, you know, tried to ignore it for a long time and just go on about my work. <laughs> I was like, "I'm making good money. I have flexibility. Why would I want more?" You know. Mm-hmm. And it, ultimately, it just got so bad that I was like, "There's no choice. I will get really sick if I continue down this path." So. Right, right. And I I actually, I think it's really important what you mentioned earlier that it feels embarrassing, right, that you tried initially and felt like it was a failure, um, that initial, you know, business, that initial coaching business. But it sounds like then you pivoted and changed something and then went for it again. Yeah, what I changed was getting support, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Before I tried to do it on my own and kind of, I can do this, like, it can't be so hard. I've already built one business, like, Mm -hmm. And I just, I learned that it was a very different kind of industry and I had to learn that industry. And because it was the thing that was closest to my heart and soul, I don't know if you've ever read any of like Stephen Pressfield's books around Mm -hmm. the war of art or Mm -hmm. turning pro. And he talks about resistance, right? It's like often the thing that is closest to our hearts or that we really, that brings us alive is where we experience the most resistance and fear and doubt. And so I find that it's really important and powerful to have coaches and have support to help you move through that. And not only that, I needed to learn, you know, this industry. And so not only working with my mom as my mentor um, to really master my craft of coaching, but also going out and hiring other business mentors and really not trying to just figure it out on my own. And I'll say the other thing that made the difference was not trying to leap but instead making a transition. I see. Um, yeah. So often I hear people go, I made the leap. And sometimes <laughs> I even end up saying it. But the truth is it wasn't a leap. It was mm-hmm. a transition. It took me eight months to replace my six-figure income. And then within 18 months to go to multiple six figures in the coaching business. So mm-hmm. it took time, right? And it's like, don't quit your day job. If you feel like you want to coach or you want to step into more meaningful work, mm-hmm. start it on the side, get support and take it step by step there's a moment where you can make that leap. I think that's a really good point. I, I definitely have found, ironically, that um, it, coaches, and I myself is a, uh, am a career coach as well, we are the worst at accepting coaching from other people. And mm. yet it's so helpful. Um, I know I you know got coaching assistance in rebuilding my website and sort of rebranding it and making it more accessible and more interesting. I heard you talking about that on your last episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I tell you what, it has helped tremendously. And now I sound like some of the other people, some of the other coaches that I've heard who were like, get a coach because it helped <laughs> me accelerate my business. Like I am now three years ahead of where I would have been had I done this on my own. 
on. Yeah, exactly. Well, your site looks great. I looked at it. Well, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) thanks. Um, Let's go ahead and talk about your coaching business. So can you actually tell us a little bit more about your organization, which is called Follow Your Aliveness, which I love the title, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So Follow Your Aliveness, my, you know, the core of my mom's method that we teach and now certify people in is it's called the Aliveness Method. And aliveness is something that, you know, a lot of people talk about your passion and what you love, which is great. Aliveness, the way we work with it is actually about ways that you can sort of measure and see what truly lights someone up. And we say that those are like little clues that point the way or like a compass that points the way to your most extraordinary life to what's really, really aligned for you. And so when someone talks, like if you and I were on video right now, when we were having this conversation, I would be watching for when do your eyes literally light up? Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. And it's one very small piece of the method, but it's one of the very powerful parts of the method is really um, following that when you're coaching people, as opposed to just coming from their heads or like a good idea or strategy or advice. Mm-hmm. And so follow your liveness is kind of our core principle of everything we do, even though we have different kinds of programs, we're obviously a coaching and training organization. So we have programs that are focused on business and, you know, helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And then we have our coaching certification that's really about taking people beyond the basics and to mastery. Um, And then we have masterminds where we touch into different parts that we're all different kinds of offerings. But the core of all of it is that no matter what you do, we want to be bringing you more and more into alignment with what brings you alive, more and more into alignment with who you're meant to be and what you came here to do in this world. And so that's what Follow Your Aliveness, the name is all about. But we work with um, coaches, we work with entrepreneurs, and even people in leadership and companies, um, again, in these different areas of communication, coaching, business. And, you know, my mom spent 20 years as a, as a relationship expert. So our work is very much holistic. It touches into the different parts of life. Nice. That's awesome. And now you mentioned earlier that you had some fears and there were some challenges when you first started your first business. Did you have any fears about starting Follow Your Aliveness? Oh, I would say like 10 times more. (laughs) The first (laughs) business was like, well, I got to do something and I seem to be good at this and I'm just going to try this. But I was young and I, you know, I didn't have a lot to lose. Um, Starting Follow Your Aliveness was one of the scariest things I ever did. Um, Making a transition out of a successful six-figure business where I'd built my reputation for six years into something completely new that I really deeply cared about, wondering, you know, can I do this? Can I actually deliver value at the level? That was a big one because I couldn't just go out and charge a hundred dollars or something. I had to replace my income. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was charging from the beginning. My first coaching package ever was a $5,000 five month program, a group Mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, can I actually do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and will people think this is worth it? And will they get the value out of it? Um, you know, and then I had all kinds of fears about getting visible because I had been behind the scenes for so long. So, you know, I don't really want to put myself out there on social media, like just all of this stuff. Of course, here now I am years later, like loving that aspect of things. But there was a lot of that that came up in the beginning. And, you know, my mom said something really powerful to me around the coaching mastery piece. The big shift there was having her mentorship. And that's why we developed the coaching certification was I felt so strongly about supporting other people in that arena But around the self-doubt piece, what 
what shifted things for me was she said to me, you know, when you're getting stuck in self-doubt and when you're, you know, not wanting to show up online and and all these things that were coming up, she said, you're actually making it about you. And this isn't about you. She said, you, you didn't get into coaching to just like make money or something. You could have stayed in your previous business or you could have, you know, there's many things you could have done. You got into this because you wanted to change lives. And if that's the case, you need to get your attention basically off yourself and on to the people that you stepped into this work to serve. And if you're hiding and you're stuck in that self-doubt, how are they going to hear about you? How are you going to get connected with them to change their lives? And so we we work with our clients around these kinds of things, around how do you make that shift to really get connected to the people you're meant to serve and, and then come from that space in, in everything you do. And that's what I found to be the most effective. Mm, that's awesome. That's fantastic advice. Yeah. Um, what would you say has really been your biggest challenge in, you know, running Follow Your Aliveness? I think that was, that was, and to some degree continues to be, it's different fears and doubts that show up. But here's the thing I've learned is like in growing now to the multiple six figure level, and now we're moving towards the seven figure level is whenever you are continuously growing. And by the way, that doesn't just have to be an income. If you have listeners who are in you know, jobs or in different different things they're doing in their lives. If you are a growth oriented person, you will, I've heard it said as like, you will have to learn to walk with fear. And that fear is not a bad thing. It actually means that you're growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has been one of the biggest things is, is, you know, along the way, the fears and doubts have shifted, but they still show up because at every level, I'm going to, okay, now where do I want to go from here? What's not just in terms of growing our business, but in terms of the evolution of myself and what I'm here to do in the world, just like we work with our clients to help them do. So that's been a big piece. And I'd say the other piece has been really learning as we've grown. I was a solopreneur for so many years. So learning delegation um, to a team, learning leadership. Um, we have a team now of, you know, three basically full-time team members and then plus my mom and I, and then, you know, contractors. And so first it was delegation, like Mm -hmm. not doing it all myself and handing it off. And now it's been really going beyond delegation to how do I show up powerfully as a leader? So Mm -hmm. those are some of the big ones. (laughs) Yeah. And do you feel like you have any like specific habits that have helped you to be successful? Habits, I would say, um, I mean, overall, I think something I see in people who are successful entrepreneurs, and I think it's been a big part of my own journey, is just sticking with it, Mm. just determination, like Mm -hmm. sticking with it. It's not so much a habit as just, you know, staying the course with something Mm -hmm. and um, being willing to go through the ups and downs. I would say apart from that, it's probably like I touched on before, hiring mentors and coaches. That is just for me now. You mentioned you just did it and now you're like, oh, wait, this really works, yeah, right? Yeah. For me now, that's just a given that I'm working with at least one, you know, if not multiple coaches and mentors at any given time. I'm always looking to see who, you know, who am I going to work with next or am I going to continue with this person? Um, because there's different areas. I know that as a business owner, I will hold the business back if I'm not continuously growing and learning and developing myself. And there's just things that we can't do for ourselves. We need that outside person. Or, you know, if we could do it, it would take us three times, 10 times longer. And so to really accelerate your results, why not go out there and work with someone who's done it or, you know, who can really kind of hold up a mirror or pull something out of you that you wouldn't be able to access for yourself? Mm, Yes, absolutely. 
And now to kind of shift and talk about your your organization and the, the coaching that you guys actually provide. So I understand that your next coaching mastery certification, that that course starts uh, September 15th, right? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And like, who would be a great fit for that program? Yes. So I love this program. It's a nine month program. Um, when, we, when we set out to develop it, like I said, it really came out of... Um, my own experience of this method transforming my life over the last few years. You know, I, I grew up in it. And of course, when you grow up around something, you're like, oh, that's not, you know, no big deal. And then going away from that and kind of going into these years, I would say about a decade where I was following my head over my heart mm. and um, just not really fully aligned with who I want really wanted to be coming back in and really being mentored in this work and then learning to do it with others changed my life. I went from being, you know, burned out, exhausted, panic attacks, um, you know, crying to my husband because I just felt like I was out of, again, like out of alignment, didn't know what I wanted to do. And going from that to running a business that I love to, you know, um, really feeling that deep down fulfillment on a day-to-day basis um, I just can't explain what an impact that's had on me. And so I really wanted to empower others. My mom had certified people back in the 90s. It used to be a four-year program, um, but she hadn't done it in many, many years and not online. And so I thought, let's let's do this. Let's share this with other people. Right. And what I really saw when we looked at the industry and other coaching certifications that were out there, and there's many amazing programs, but I saw that there was a lot of self-study programs, a lot of you know, learn and kind of study this thing and take a test just like you do yeah. in school, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And I thought, hmm, I don't know if that's really the best way to embody something, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's many ways, many paths, but for me, it's not how I really learn. So to take people to mastery level, to the ability to really deeply transform lives and feel 100% confident in the work that you do, I knew it would take a different approach. So we designed the, the program as nine months. It's live. You know, you're in a small group getting support and feedback. And the other thing is it's experiential. So you're applying everything to your own life and really experiencing the shifts. We actually have people um, video themselves without no expression on their face before and after um, we do the work and during the program. And you can see physiological changes happen in people when, they, when they're when they coached with the aliveness method. You see often their eyes become brighter, they look younger, the two sides of the face start to integrate. We actually have an example of this on our page, which I'll share with you in just a moment. So anyway, um, all that to say that the the program is really about teaching you this proven method that's been developed over the last 35 years that is a coaching method and communication method um, and then really taking you to mastery level around being able to work with people. Now, this is, you know, typically the people that come through the program are either coaches already, they really want to deepen their skills, mm. or some people do this as their initial coaching certification. Oh. And we we give them business support the whole way too, because I thought, well, we need to also help people yeah. turn this into something sustainable. So they get a business program included for the full duration as well. So nice. we pretty much put everything in there I could possibly think of to really, really support people. And um, so who's a great fit for that program? Coaches who want to go deeper, who want to retain more clients, have a better success rate, you know, people coming back to work with them again and again, referring their friends, and then coaches who really want to go to mastery from the beginning. But, you know, the interesting thing is we have had 
entrepreneurs who are using this in their organizations as leaders. We have people who are in corporations who are taking it in and, you know, gearing more in that direction in terms of, you know, leading their teams or bringing coaching into the organization. So even though it's mostly coaches or people who want to be coaches, we Mm -hmm. do have a, a really wide variety. Nice. That is so cool. It sounds really, really interesting and very tempting, I have to say. <laughs> this is dangerous. This is a dangerous interview, ma'am. <laughs> and so um, I also, I actually had a lot of fun. I jumped on your website a couple of days before this interview and I got to try this like really cool world changer quiz on your site. Yeah. Um, and it was free to take and then you get like a video result, um, which I just thought was really cool. And I was like a spark. Ooh, do you remember was that spark is a... Is that a visionary shine? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Visionary and shine. Okay. So you're a visionary motivated by shine. Yeah. yeah we gave them all names, but I sometimes I forget which, one, yeah. which name <laughs> is which combination. Mm-hmm. I love that. So visionary shine. So definitely a podcast is great for you being visible. Yeah. 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 So that was a really, that was a really fun thing to do. So would you recommend like people go on there just to try it out? Cause it is free to get the results. So absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I forgot to give you the link too. So if anybody's curious about the coaching certification, the link is alivenessmastery.com and you can read all about it there. We are accepting applications. Even if you're listening to this really close to September 15th or like September 15th, go ahead and reach out to us because sometimes we do have people join in that first um, week. Mm. And, um, and then as far as the world changer quiz, yeah, so we developed this out of, and we actually train our coaches in this. They use this with their clients um, because it's really great uh, to see. I mean, we say, what kind of world changer are you? Because everyone that works with us pretty much is impact driven in some way. They want to make a difference in the world, whether that's you know, within their organization or raising an amazing family, it's different for everyone, but that's just what the people we work with tend to have in common. And so there's the fun, you know, name and all that kind of stuff. But really what the the quiz is telling you is what is your, we call it your top talent. What is your top talent in sort of, you know, most people use it in their business or career. And then what is your motivator? Now, The reason it's the world changer quiz too, is that everyone that works with us is motivated to give back in some way or to make an impact in some way. So it's not that, you know, because people hear their motivators sometimes and they're like, wait a second, (laughs) I don't know if I, right. right? So yours was shine, for example, and people go, well, I'm not like trying to be famous or trying to be the center of attention. And I say, no, but there's some way for you that you, you know, want to be maybe seen or recognized or um, to make an, in, you know, to, to sort of be an influential in a certain space, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that is part of what drives you. And if you really embrace that, then you will feel more inspired and more motivated. And so really, you know, finding um, out how that shows up for you is a really, really powerful thing for motivation. And then yeah. on the talent side, it's really about, you know, you have many skills and many things, but there are three main talents, we say, in um, sort of business and career. They are visionary, connector, and arranger. Mm. So you're a visionary, I'm a connector. So you're all about seeing where things are going and and you have amazing probably ideas. You're very creative in that sense. Um, Whereas I am not as much that, although of course I have my moments, Mm -hmm. mine is all about people. It's all about connecting. And the more you can increase the percentage of time that you're in your top talent, 
typically the happier you'll be, the more money you'll make, the more successful you'll be. Um, and a ranger, by the way, is like the systems person, the mm. person who loves just like tinkering in there. They're really great at turning something into something that can scale. Nice. So that's a little bit about the World Changer Quiz. It is free. People love it. They say that like it just helps them get so much more clarity about what their gifts are. Or if you're in some kind of transition, trying to see what's next, um, that's a really great thing to do. So it's worldchangerquiz.com. Nice. Yeah, it was so cool. And I have to say, you're right. I was kind of surprised to have Shine as my motivator. Mm. And I, it's something that this is definitely something that when I speak to my clients in career coaching, you know, and I ask them, well, what, you know, what are we looking for? Are we looking for, you know, a higher salary? Are we looking for something where a position that where they just, you know, tell you, not tell you how great you are, but you know, where you get accolades and pat it on the back yeah. for doing a great yeah. job. Um, and people are, especially women, a lot of times are sometimes embarrassed to say, I want more money or right. Or yeah. I, I do want, you know, uh, recognition. Absolutely. Yeah. And we say, um, or we have on there. So the quiz is free. You get the video and all that. You can get a lot out of just doing that. We do have like, a, I think it's $20 or $19, like an extended report bundle. Mm -hmm. And that's really awesome too, because for anyone who wants to go deeper, because we go into, okay, now how do you actually apply this right mm -hmm. into your, your career or your business? Um, to feel more inspired, to get more into your function. And in that, there's a section on sort of shame around whatever your motivator is, because it shows up for most people, mm. um, some level of like that response that you were just talking about, right? Where they're like, yeah, but I feel like embarrassed to say that I want money or that because right. mine is wealth, my motivator. Mm. Now, does that mean that I only want money? No, like I shared before, I could have done many different things, many career paths to to just make a lot of money. That wasn't what it was about for me, but it is something that excites me and inspires me is to grow, you know, and make great money because I want to live a great life. I want to yeah. make a bigger impact. I want to give back to causes I believe in. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's sort of like this, this thread through all of it. That is again, that world changer piece, but we have to own our motivator in order to um, really feel inspired and move forward. What would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is, you know, either interested in being a coach or really like is stuck and wants to take their coaching to maybe the next level? Yeah. So, um, okay. Interested in being a coach. I mean, again, you can, there's different paths, right? So there are people who go out there and they just start by taking their skills and what they love and then they start coaching. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's okay. I would say that, you know, without any training, most people are probably going to be getting in and doing more of what I would call like strategy or consulting, mm -hmm. which is more like teaching, giving kind of a framework or something like that. And, and that's great if people are looking for that. Um, what I consider true coaching is really getting in and working with people in such a way that it goes, um, it goes really deep and it pulls out of them um, what like people have the answers within themselves. We actually, um, as a great coach, is you can create a space for someone to come to those on their own. And it's so much more powerful. The impact of that and how their lives are changed is, is beyond anything I can describe versus you just telling people kind of what to do or from your own experience. Mm. Um, so if you really want to master coaching, of course, we have our program. There's different programs out there. Um, then it is really probably to go through some kind of training, right? But definitely within that, whatever you do, you want to make sure that, and this is for everyone, not just coaches, that the 
business you build or the career path you choose, right? Mm -hmm. That it is in alignment with what brings you alive. Because if it's not, then it's going to, you might make great money, you might have success like I did in my previous business, but it didn't really fit for me. And my body, often you see this, my body started protesting, right? Or you see different kinds of things show up for people that they go, wait a second, I'm not in the right life for me. And so how you sort of make sure that you don't have to be in that position ideally, or maybe you are if you're listening and how you can start to shift that is to really go with what is in alignment for you and brings you alive. Now, that's kind of a concept people go, how do I actually do that? Mm -hmm. Right? So one little tidbit I'll share is to start to pay attention. We have a whole, you know, framework and exercises around this that we teach in our programs, but to start to pay attention at any given moment, your vitality is either increasing or decreasing, increasing or decreasing. Mm -hmm. Start to pay attention throughout the day. When is it increasing? When do you feel alive? When do you feel peaceful? When do you feel the most like yourself? And there are these moments or you're in flow or you forget about time and start to make a note of those. And then the other side, when do you feel the most drained, tired, bored, right? Out, Just like out of alignment with yourself, frustrated, make a note of those things. Now we have a whole framework around what you do with them, but just to share those, those ones that bring you alive, right? Those are clues and you can actually kind of rate them on a scale of one to 10, Those are little clues. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to do all those things as a career. I say, you know, we have many, many of them, right? But there's usually maybe like three over time that you're going to see are like your top three. They're like the 10 out of 10. When I'm doing that, I'm so in flow. That is the place where I'm the most alive. For me, those are coaching, um, modeling. I love being on camera. And Mm -hmm. so I've brought that into my brand. And then I work with a lot of our clients and use that even as like a transformational tool, taking pictures of them as the person they're stepping into. Oh, so we we bring all these different pieces in. I call them like the things that make your soul shine. Those top mm. three, they're like your soul shine. Mm-hmm. And it's great if you can see what those are because over time, ideally you're creating something around one or more of those things that makes your soul shine so that you really are lit up and alive by it. And not all the time, right? I'm not like lit up and alive every single day of my life. Like Woohoo, right? There, right. there are hard days. There are deep days that things are challenging. But the overall deep down is yes, like I'm on path. I love what I do. I love the people I work with. And that's, isn't that what we all want, right? Is that feeling of, of deep fulfillment. Yeah. So I hope I answered your question. I think I went on a little bit of a ramble. No, no, that was, that was fantastic. I think that's a really good point. Hmm. Yeah. And now, where can we learn more about you and follow your aliveness? Absolutely. So I shared the links before of AlivenessMastery.com and WorldChangerQuiz.com. You can follow me on Instagram. My name is a little hard to spell. So just read it on the show notes, McKenna Sage. So Mm -hmm. at McKenna Sage, um, I post a lot of great content there. We also have a free Facebook group. It's called Mastery of Coaching. If you go to MasteryofCoaching.com, I share that because we put all kinds of trainings in there and again, posts and we have a community and then, of course, we have our website, followyouraliveness.com. So many different ways you can get connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check out the, the Facebook group. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, McKenna. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed it. 
This was such a fun interview, and I really did enjoy taking the World Changer Quiz on McKenna's website. I mean, who doesn't like to take a personality type quiz, right? They're always so much fun to like check out the results for. And actually, when McKenna and I were speaking about the results of my quiz, I really realized that I haven't really spoken much about motivation on this podcast. So that's going to be the next solo topic of episode number 58. But two of the things from this interview that really stood out to me had to do with McKenna's first attempt at starting a coaching business and what she did before trying again. First, McKenna said during the interview that her first attempt at starting a coaching business just didn't work out and that she was embarrassed by that seeming failure. Now, I really wanted to touch on this because I have totally been there and it really did feel like a quote unquote failure when I closed my first resume writing business. So a few years ago, when I was in between two traditional positions in which I provided career coaching and resume writing services, I started a resume writing business. At the time, I wasn't being paid very well for my job, and I was really lucky enough to be in a position where I could actually quit and live on my husband's salary until I could make a living wage from the business that I wanted to start. The thing was, I was too chicken shit to actually pull the trigger and do it and start the business. It wasn't that I didn't want to quit the job. I I wanted to do that almost every day, honestly, in that position. And after having 26 jobs at that point, I had no problem walking away from something that no longer served my needs and was very toxic. No, the reason that I was so afraid to start the business was because I was afraid that it would fail. But then I actually heard from one of my coworkers at that time that she had been thinking about doing the same thing, starting a resume writing business. After one quick chat, we decided to start a business together. Now, looking back, I probably should have just started the company on my own, right? But here's the thing. I know me. And if I hadn't started a business with someone else first, I never would have been brave enough to take the leap to do it by myself. Of course, when I eventually closed down the business that we had together and my business partner and I parted ways, I didn't feel like that, right? Obviously, I felt like, like McKenna said, right? That it felt like a failure and I felt embarrassed at that failure. The thing was, if I hadn't had that chance to fail, I'm not sure I would ever have started my current coaching business, Evergrowth Coach. That first business taught me that I could start and operate a business on my own and that I didn't need to lean on a partner. I know it sounds ridiculously cliche, but failure is the best learning tool out there, at least for me. And many failures eventually lead to successes that wouldn't otherwise have happened had those important lessons not been learned in that initial failure. Now, going back to McKenna's interview, the thing that helped her start her second, more successful business was getting help and support from another coach. Yes, if you start a business on your own, you'll be the person doing all the heavy lifting. But if you get a coach or a mentor who has experience in your particular industry, then you'll have a lot more tools at hand to help you succeed, or at the very least, a support network to ease your journey through difficult challenges. For McKenna, she turned to her mother, who is a very experienced coach. For me, when I was struggling to find the right tone for my website to bring in more clients, it was paying for a coach who specialized in helping creative entrepreneurs grow their businesses. Regardless of whether you're trying to start your own business or just transitioning to something that's completely new to you, don't try to do everything on your own. There is no reason to reinvent the wheel when someone out there has already gone through what you are dealing with and can help you through to the other side right? Or help you implement strategies to grow your business or whatever it is that you're doing can help you sort of strategically tackle that. And remember, getting a coach is not the only option. If you don't have the funds to invest in a coach, there are also plenty of free virtual groups that you can join who are happy to boost others' growth. 
right? For my author business, you guys have heard me talk many times about the Facebook groups that I use. In fact, that's really the only reason I keep Facebook is because of the author groups that are on there who provide me with lots of free information. And then in turn, when somebody asks a question in those groups that I know the answer for, I provide the information. Right, So there are definitely other options out there other than just coaching, but if you can find a coach who specializes in the thing that you're trying to do, that can be very helpful if you have the money to invest in it. Definitely don't go it alone if you don't have to. All right, that is it for today. I hope that you enjoyed today's interview with McKenna. Join me next week for a solo show where we will dive into motivation. Until then, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at gfopodcast or follow me on Instagram at gofindoutpodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out. <laughs>